Welcome to HeartSpeak Podcast, episode 250, Trusting Our Instincts. Welcome to the HeartSpeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Hello, everybody, wherever you're listening to me from, whether you're live with me today, which is so exciting, or whether or not you're actually listening after this event, you're very welcome. It's wonderful to have you here. And I'm going to be talking about trusting our instincts. And this subject was something that came up because we're going to be looking at the shift in the nodal axis, which is the moon axis. And I'll talk a little bit more about what that means. That is going to happen on the 17th of July along with the new moon in Cancer, which is kind of interesting um, that these big new changes are happening on the 17th of July. And here we are on the 13th. So I feel that I wanted to bring all this energy together, especially on my 250th podcast. And I was, you know, I had my papers all written out today and I thought, okay, I know what I'm going to do. And then this morning I thought, well, okay, how do I start? And I'm looking out the window, as one does when one's trying to think about things. <laughs> and I watch the mummy and the daddy bird, little finches, that have been nesting in outdoor speakers that we have in our courtyard. And they've been nesting and they've been flying backwards and forwards. And today was the day when their offspring came out of the nest and were being told how to fly. And this offspring was quite big, <laughs> which I think it needed to leave the nest. And I could see the mum and dad going back and saying, come on, you can do this. And then the little one would fly out and fly back again. And I just felt this is totally right for trusting our instincts. This ability to be kicked out the nest or leave the nest, which is very much connected to this this new axis, because Aries is about taking a risk, following your instincts, being able to fly. And it felt so appropriate to this shift in this axis to Aries and Libra, that here was this little bird trusting its instincts, knowing that it wouldn't plummet to the floor as soon as it fell out the nest, and that it knew how to fly. And it flew a little bit, flew back to the nest, flew a bit, and then got further and further away from the nest. And it felt so appropriate to our discussion today and where we are in life itself. And at present, I'm writing a book and I'm, you know, sometimes I get a little swamped with too much information. That's a very typical Gemini thing. But it was like, okay, what do I really want to say? And it felt so clear that this is what we need to be doing. We need to be teaching our offspring, our young, ourselves, how to trust those instincts from the moment they're born. And I think about how this amazing energy that I've seen in some of the indigenous people, they would actually, you know, make that decision to make sure that they were actually in that place where they said, no, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I want you to go and do it. And it reminded me of the toys I had as a child. And I know some of you are my age and probably had similar toys. 
um, was when I was actually given a toy that I had to create. Now, I know there's Lego and other things, but nothing came fully matched. And even when I had dolls, those dolls didn't have a voice or sometimes I had to make the dress for them or whatever it was. And everything was not made for me. I had to use my creativity to develop my instincts. And it feels that this is what is missing. And I know some of you heard me speak about how I was at a conference and Graham Hancock, who I greatly admire, was on that panel with eight other people or one of seven other men. And they all said, okay, if they were such technologically advanced civilizations, how come we don't see any evidence of it? And he just said, you have no understanding of the real technological advances that exist with the human being. And he was so right. We still cannot explain how Stonehenge was built or how they created a wall with such fine, with hardly any space between the stones, or how they created the pyramids. Nobody's been able to do that again. Or how they used sound or how they used all these things. We all suspect we know, but we don't have the same abilities because we've been deadened. Uh, our energy has been quietened and being told that's irrelevant. This is what's relevant. And so today, I really felt inspired to say what we need to do is to follow our instincts, which means returning to the senses, which we might call the six senses, that have been suppressed because we were told they're illogical and they're not as good as anything else. So I'm excited to be saying this is a time to feel with what feel with with feel with feelings that have never that are only partially felt now i'm not saying that very well let me say it in a different way i was watching robert gilbert who again i admire because of his knowledge of sacred geometry he comes if you want to watch him he's on gaia but the fact of the matter was he was saying that once we got past a three-dimensional figure and you all know what that looks like length breadth depth our eyes can't see, are not equipped to see beyond the three dimensions. And so when the designs were being created to create a four-dimensional figure, and people like Picasso tried to do something like this, but we, we couldn't see it. So they said that, you know, what, of course, what happens, we end up with a design that looks and we have it often on a two-dimensional piece of paper we go oh look there's a pentagram there's a pentagon which is this five-sided figure and he said we always only see it with our three-dimensional brains eyes and say oh i know what a pentagram is it's this five-sided figure but he said we don't we don't even see it in a three-dimensional form so sometimes i know we put that into a three-dimensional form and we say, oh, there it is, but it's a four-dimensional figure. I hope you're understanding. So when they created what the pentagram is, which you might know is what we often see like a, a five-sided figure with either a little beard, which we call the devil, or a little hat, which we call the, the wizard, it's not meant to be just flat on a piece of paper. It's trying to say is reach beyond 
what you usually see. Reach beyond what your brain can accomplish. Reach beyond what you think is real. I hope I'm making this understandable because that's what we are needing at this time. When we say follow our instincts, it's not about following what we already know. It's not about saying, oh, well, now this is just um, reinforce what I already know. It's saying, no, reach outside. Like that little bird, it had lived in that nest for however many weeks, but it was reaching into an environment that was unknown. It said, I'm ready to fly. And I feel that's where we're at as a species. And we cannot as yet see through the eyes of a bird. You know, they see the, they see the ultraviolet. The hummingbird has many more what we call uh, cones in its eyes. So it sees more colors, but we can't. But we can imagine. And I have this feeling that just if I imagine being that hummingbird that flies around my garden and seeing through the eyes of the hummingbird, it doesn't mean that my physical eyes will see this, but there's my clairvoyant eyes will see this. My clairaudient ears will hear things and my clairsentience, my feeling will feel things. And this to me is the advances in technology that we so need on this planet at this time. This is our future because that's what the, this is the reason why our ancestors left all these sacred sites for us. They left so many clues of geometry, sound, light, etc., saying, come on, we're trying to help you. But we, we stay with what is comfortable, which brings me back to trusting your instincts. Here we are on the 17th, and this might, you know, I hope you'll look back at some of these dates. So what happens is the moon goes around the earth, but it doesn't go around the earth in the same pattern every time. It actually takes 18.6 years to come back to the point where it was 18.6 years ago. And this movement of what we call the moon's axis creates what we call the north and south node. Now, everybody in your charts, if you've had your natal chart done, has a north and south node. And as Leland and I like to say, the north node looks like a headphone and the south node looks like a, a bucket. And the north node represents, as we always say, where you're going. South node, where you've come from. Another way I like to look at it, the South Node represents what you're doing or what you're bringing to other people. North Node is what you're bringing to yourself. It's a nicer way to say it, I think, sometimes. So we've had up to now for the last 18 months, so it takes 18 months for um, the axis to move through a particular sign. And so for the last 18 months, we've been focused on Taurus, North Node, Scorpio, South Node. Taurus, North Node has been all about food, finance, money, um, sound, etc. But I'm thinking food and finance are the big ones. So the focus has been on food and finance. But the other side, the South Node, has been focused on uh, corruption, uh, hidden secrets, sexuality, We've seen a lot of this in the last 18 months. I think you'd all agree. <laughs> this has been very intense energy. 
And it is the self-note is about what are we finishing? What is, what is the karma that we're finishing? And it means that these things need to come to the surface, not just to be buried again, but we're saying once and for all, those things will need to come to the surface. Now, <laughs> rightly or wrongly, the axis is moving away from that to Aries and Libra. So North Node is Aries, South Node is Libra. North Node Aries, as I say, is about taking risks, becoming your own authentic self. It's that little bird, if you remember that, probably it's a good analogy for you. It's what I often call the little boy child. It can be a little girl child, but it's that hero that leaves home. So the question that we're all asking ourselves is, where am I leaving home? Where am I moving away? What am I moving away from? Where am I taking a risk? And that would be a good question to ask. The south node is Libra, which is relationships. So where am I moving away from old relationships that don't work for me? Where am I changing the way I relate to people? <laughs> where am I creating new alliances, new relationships based on those who allow me to take risks? So they have to be in harmony. That's what I would be saying. So you want to be around people who maybe have the same uh, ideals as you, the same commitments as you, and but you want a relationship where it's not just all about you, but it's also about relationship, but it's not all about relationship, it's also about you. And I know a lot of you who are listening <laughs> will be the sort that care more about other people. <laughs> so if you're one of these people who's always trying to rescue others, very strong Capricorn energies or feeling everything's about you, Virgo, or feeling Libra that you have to think of others before you think of yourselves. This Aries Libra uh, extension is going to free you up, I hope. And I think I'm meeting people who are saying, I can't be in that toxic relationship anymore. Or I thought I was going to help them to change. Of course, that's the Scorpio, I don't know, Capricorn energy. I thought if I just help them, they'll, they'll change. <laughs> well, this is a time to say, take a risk and move away. And I hope that's making sense to you all. Now, the interesting part is that this happened 18.6 years ago. So you want to look back to what was going on at the December 2004 into the early January 2006. That's the period of time that this was around then. And I have to say for my own self, Leland and I got together in the September of 2004. So it was a new beginning for me. So what started in that period of time, end of 2004, beginning of 2006? Now, the interesting part is the other time, and I'm just going to make sure I look at my notes here, was April 86 and December 87. So what happened between 86, the, you could say the beginning of 86 and December 87? Sometimes it's not 18 months, but it's, it kind of takes that time. And again, I left general practice in August 87, and I was restless before that time. So what was going on for you in that time zone? I hope I'm making sense to you. And like, yes, I remember the time. Now, if you want, you can take yourself back another 18.6 years, almost 20 years, and obviously you'd be back in the 67, 68 period. So look at your life in that time as well. So these time zones help us to understand, ah, here I am again, opportunity for me to trust my instincts and move forward. 
I hope that's exciting you. Now, just to bring a little bit more into this, that's the axis that's going to be around. Now, what are we going to see? Aries. Aries is about adventure, as I say, innovation, coaching, new ideas. So we're all excited that that could happen. It's also about war, aggression, impatience, and often starting something and not wanting to finish it because you're on to the next thing. So I'm hoping that with the axis of Libra, it will be about new alliances who are not seeking war, but seeking peace. Because Libra, at the opposite end of this axis, looks for justice, harmony, fairness, peace. So we, I hope, in the world will start to see alliances of peace. Alliances of people who say, we're not doing this anymore. We're not following this war machine that has been running the show for so long. That's what we're needing to balance out. And instead, encourage these you know, young people who, who, to actually develop themselves, be creative themselves, not just to go to a war. I'm sure we're, we're in agreement there. There's so much within our creativity, and I see it in my great nephews and nieces, that you know, there's so much liveliness in that youngster who wants to discover the world, who's fascinated by it. And I, and I would love to see more and more of that being harnessed into something that really brings so much beauty and love to this world. Now, when we get to 2025, which is when this axis changes again, it's interesting that the beginning of 2025 is when the axis shifts once again, but this time it's going, it's, it's going to go into Pisces, which is because everything goes backwards. But it's also going to be associated with the movement of Saturn into Aries and then Neptune into Aries. Saturn goes into, Nep into Aries for about three years. Saturn, uh, Neptune goes into Aries until 19, uh, 2039. So we have a long period of time with this energy. And I'm not even, you know, obviously I've got many more podcasts before this is going to happen. But I think that what we're seeing in the next two years, 18 months, is a beginning of what are we going to do with all this Neptune, Saturn energy in Aries. And Aries about new ideas, innovation, and I feel very positive about this because I think it's going to be our exploration of the sorts of things I was talking about at the start, using our instincts, getting in tune with our higher levels of consciousness, our higher sensory organs, really connecting in ways we've never connected before. And that's, again, part of the axis uh, between Aries and Libra. Let's connect to the spirit world in ways we've never done it before. Let's become uh, partnerships rather than looking to the spirit world for, oh, can you help me? More so, hey, how can we work together? So let's collaborate with the star beings. Let's collaborate with the, our guides, whatever we call them. Let's collaborate rather than look to someone to save us or to help us. And I think this is what's going to expand from 2025 onwards. We believe there's going to be far more contact with ETs. Again, they're already here. There's some of them are man-made, some of them are not. But what we're saying is bring me the highest level of consciousness that resonates with my soul and I'm ready to work with it. And that's what I think is very exciting at this time. 
So I just want to finish off on this period of, of what I'm talking about for this podcast is this is a time to take risks. I work with a lot of people, as many of you know, and I, sometimes I say, just go for a walk or go and dance around your house or maybe go do a little gardening. And immediately I hear the person say, oh, I couldn't do that. I don't want the throat chakra to keep jumping in and putting a damper on new ideas. Take the risk. Even if you, ne if, even if you hate dancing, even if you hate gardening, just move into that space. Because when, we, when we're so static, the spirit world or the vibrational world can't reach us. And I know so many times in my life, I've taken a risk and I've maybe booked on a trip or I've done something. And what I received was nothing to do with the trip. It was nothing to do with what I went to hear. It came, what I was received was much bigger than I ever could have received from just what I thought I paid for, one might say. Take the risk. There are people out there. There are guides out there. There are people who want to meet you, talk to you, in, invoke something inside you. The spirit world is out there wanting to talk to you. The animal kingdoms, the elementals, they are not wanting just for you to go there and help them. They want to inspire you to be all that you are. And we need to be part of that growth that is happening. And I know that all of you listening or watching have that within you to inspire others to find their own way. I just want to re reiterate that. Whether that baby bird had been programmed to know how to fly, we need to teach each of us not to, to how, you know, we need to teach people how to fish, not to give them fish. We need to teach people how to think, how to be inspired, to be creative, not seeing it as right and wrong. But every trial and error, just like this little bird, is perfect because one day we do it in our own unique way. And when we do it in our unique way, we open a doorway for everybody to find their own creative, unique way, which is part of the wholeness of the creator. So I'm going to finish there, send love and blessings to all, but we will stop the recording just at this time. Until next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and now playing on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the archive podcast on Christine's channel on YouTube and now on Rumble. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, including her newest Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of Heart Speak.